0: give a congratulations to Jonathan and Chloe uh, they went out on their cruise uh with uh Jonathan's mother and sister and uh went out there uh and come back engaged so we have they have an engagement now so J- Chloe and Jonathan are engaged in- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so uh Michelle and I are proud about that. We we think the world of Jonathan and obviously Chloe, (laughs) Uh, but uh, we do wish them the very best. And they keep God number one. They will have many, many years together. Amen? Praise the Lord. (laughs) And that's all I can say about that like force comes said. That's all I got to say about that. All right, praise the Lord, but we congratulate them. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. All right, this morning, getting into the word, I want to take us to the book of Acts, chapter 12 and verse 5. Acts 12 and verse 5. Praise the Lord. We'd love the Lord say, amen. 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 All right, Acts 12 and five and it reads like this: Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Lord, we thank you for the service so far. We thank you for your favor upon us this week. And Lord, as we now attempt to give your word, Lord, use me as your mouthpiece, Lord, as you see fit. I'm your humble servant, Lord, to do your will. Lord, let it go forth as you desire. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the church say amen, amen. amen. You can be seated. This morning I want to talk to you for a few moments on uh, a subject. God has the way out. God has the way out, not a way out, not a multiple choice way out. It ain't A, B, C, and D. It's the way out. God has the way out. And I want to give somebody some words of encouragement here today and this morning that God has the way out. You may not feel like it right now. You may feel like the world is a weight on your shoulders that you cannot bear. But God has the way out. And if we bear with me for a few moments, we're going to read about what happened to Peter as he was in prison and how God had the way out for him. Praise the name of the Lord. Dramatic jailbreaks have always been intriguing to watch in the movies. The one movie that came to mind was The Shawshank Redemption. The character Andy Dufresne come up with a plan to get himself out of prison, and not only that, get himself out, but take the warden down as he left. Uh, Many of you may have seen that movie, Uh, but his plan was to go through uh, some kind of sewage drainage pipe that was very nasty and stinky. It was a horrible way to get to freedom, but that was his plan. Now Peter, on the other hand, is different than that. In the case that it's not a movie, it's real life. It happened to Peter. It was a real deal. But it, and it wasn't Peter's plan. It wasn't his method. It was God's method. The, it was God's way out for Peter. Praise the name of the Lord. And the apostle Peter, uh, was ama- it was an amazing event that happened. It was divine authority. That's how it transpired and happened, by divine authority. It wasn't no other human involved in it, but divine authority. Glory to the name of the Lord. So it wasn't Peter. And we're going to continue to read in, in Acts 12 and beginning in verse 6 after we, where we just left off. And, and when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping, prison, keeping the prison. I want to stop right here and focus a minute on what Peter was doing. He was sleeping in prison with two chains. He was chained up sleeping in prison between two soldiers and the guards that was guarding the door. What in the world could make him be so peaceful and content that he would be asleep in that situation? How many of us would be in a jail and, and feel comfortable enough to slay your head down and sleep without worrying about the problem, without worrying about what may be transpiring and coming before you? Peter... Uh, he, him, and his brother Andrew, along with James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were the first disciples that Jesus gathered along when Jesus come out, come, started coming about. If you recall, Peter and Andrew were fishing, and Jesus says, "Come and follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men." If you remember that, so Peter and Andrew and James and John were the first of the disciples, and Peter knew that uh, that James had already been killed by Herod. So he knew this, but yet he was still asleep. He was still still comfortable enough to lay his head down. If you remember when Pastor talked some time back about being a true witness, Peter had to have known he may have become a true witness that very next day. Because the, the, the next day, a trial was going to be set, and Herod had planned to do to Peter what he had done to James. That was his plan and intent. But yet Peter was asleep, and he was content. Between with all this going on, being chained up, now verse seven. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying. Arise quickly, and his chains fell off his hands. Just like that, when he woke Peter up, his chains fell off his hands like that. That divine intervention took place, and Peter was woken up, and, and it, it already had taken place. Peter, Peter wasn't aware of what was going on right then that very moment. But the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him and did not know that what was done by the angel was real, but he thought it, he was seeing a vision. Peter thought he was seeing another vision. He had just got done with the vision of the great sheep, if you were if you recall where God let him know that every nation who fears Jesus and comes to him will be accepted by God. The sheep come down, and there was a, the four, uh, four-legged uh, animals and all on there, and uh, Peter said, No, Lord, I, I will not rise and eat, as you say, because nothing unclean or or, or common has come into my mouth. And God said, What, has, what I have cleansed, you shall not call common. Y'all recall that. So this was the vision that Peter had had. And Peter, before Peter got this vision, I thought it was interesting. The Scripture said that he was hungry. He had went up to the hour of prayer. He was praying, and he was hungry. And so that he went up to pray while the food was being prepared. Well, during this prayer, uh, he kind of went off into a trance. So during this trance that he had as he was praying, this is when he had this vision. So Peter here again, while he's in prison, as he's being led out by the angel, he thinks it's a vision again. He thinks it's a, uh, no, no doubt a purpose for it, but he thinks it's a vision. It's not the real deal. But it was a real deal going on. God was making a way for him. God was showing him the plan he had for him to get out of that situation that he had. Hallelujah. Praise the name. Glory to the name of the Lord. Today, the Lord has the way out for you in your situation. I don't care what it is. He has a way out And you might think it's a vision You might be daydreaming about it But there will come a day When God will foresee that plan That he already knows he's got for you To be fulfilled and carried out Praise the name of the Lord When they were, verse 10 When they were past the first and the second guard post They came to the iron gate that leads to the city Which opened to them of its own accord The gate opened up all by itself and they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. So the angel of the Lord uh, leads him out, breaks a chain just free and clear, gates swing wide, open wide, and Peter's just walking on along. Okay, this is going to be a pretty interesting vision. I wonder what's going to take place next. But then like that, the angel's gone. So then Peter's Peter's there, and this is when it comes to him in verse 11. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. the Herod and the expectation of the Jewish people was that he was going to die that next day. But this was was a sign to Peter that that was not going to happen and take place. If Peter ever needed a confirmation that he was on the right track with following Jesus and doing his will, this was it. You are on the right track with following Jesus today. You are not on the wrong track by by following him. You are headed in the right direction. Don't ever doubt it. Don't ever question it, you are on the right path. You keep following that path. You keep going down the right road. God will show you the way out, the official way out, the only way out of your situation. Don't try to intervene yourself. Don't try to step in. Don't try to put your your ideas and feelings in there because it will fall apart. God has the way out. He will show you the way out. You lean on Him and trust in Him today. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to His name. Verse 12, so when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a girl named Rhoda came to answer. When she recognized Peter's voice, because of her gladness, she did not open the gate but ran in and announced that Peter stood before the gate. She was so excited and beside herself that she recognized him that she just completely inadvertently just left him there at the gate and went to tell everybody. But in 15 it says, But they said to her, You are beside yourself. Yet she kept insisting that it was so. So they said, Well, it is his angel. Now com- Peter continued knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. And this interested me that they were so astonished that the, uh, that they had saw Peter right there. When they had just said, well, it was just his spirit. And they, according to the... Uh, Uh, Strong's Concordance, this was like a messenger angel that they thought it was, that they thought that he was just kind of like an aberration of sort that might have been a messenger. But that was not the case. It was Peter in the flesh. And when they he was standing there and Peter was uh, wanting in, then they were astonished. Now, how can they be astonished? When we read back at the first part where it said in in verse 5, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer or constantly or earnestly praying, you could put there, Prayer was offered to God for him. Now, we have to believe that they were wanting him released. They didn't want him to see him put to death, not not the church folk. They they were praying earnestly, but so astonished to see him there. We do not need to be astonished when we see God's plan come to pass. We need to rejoice and glorify him. Praise the name of the Lord. Peter was in the flesh standing there, and they were in a shock and a state of awe because he was there, almost as if they were praying without believing. That's almost as if it were that way. But he was there in the flesh. True, the outlook for Peter was not good. Like we said, King Herod had already killed James, the brother of John, and being bound and changed between the two soldiers and the uh, more guards standing before the door. Getting out did not look promising for Peter. It did not look like it was going to happen. They had already planned and anticipated the next day after Passover that he was going to be put to death. They had already planned, that was their expectation. And I say to you this morning, do you feel like you look like but you don't feel like Apostle Peter." by what we said earlier about his contentment in his sleep. You, you you may look like Apostle Peter in your situation. You don't see a way out, but you feel content today because you know where, where your Savior is. You know who's going to show you the way out. You can lay your head down at night and go to sleep because he will take care of the battle. He will fight for you. He will see you through. It didn't look promising for Peter, but he was able to lay his head down and go to sleep because he knew no matter what, he didn't even care if he, if 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 God had not allowed him to get out of that prison like the what it, the Scripture says transpired. Even if had that not come to pass, he still would have not give up on Jesus. He still would have followed him right up until the end, no matter what. He would have followed him all the way, just like the uh, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They they to, they told King Nebuchadnezzar uh, whether or not. God sees us out of this fire whether or not he keeps us from it or we burn up in it like what you're going to try to do we will still follow the Lord and we will not bow down to you or your image that's the attitude we need to have and that's the attitude that Peter had it didn't matter what, what he felt what he looked like what his situation looked like sometimes we look too much on our situation sometimes we feel that burden so much it's so heavy on us that we can't even begin to lift it up Jesus does not want us trying to lift that burden. He wants to carry that for us. His His yoke is light, the Word says. He wants to carry it for you. He don't want you to care, try to carry it and try to figure out a way. He's going to see you through, Sister Paula. For The Word of the Lord says He's going to see you through this day. No matter what, the Word of the Lord is going to see you through. You hold fast to Jesus. You stay strong to Him. Praise the name of the Lord. I know I had this word for somebody this morning, today. And Sister Paula, I can't help but know and feel that it's going not only to everybody, but especially to you today, that Jesus is going to see you through this. God has the way out. It's not a multiple choice. It is the way out. You may not feel like it this morning, but He has got the plan. All we have to do is lean on Him and let His plan come forth and just praise Him and just pray to Him. Just pray so intently to Him that we go off into uh, speaking that heavenly language and go like Peter and just be in that trance to where we're just constantly praying in the Lord and letting Him him guide us and direct us that is the only way that we will get through situations i don't care if it's with our job i don't care if it's with our family i don't care if it's with the sickness and health people day in and day out uh, michelle made a mention of a uh, a lady that uh, goes to uh, the the school where uh, Layla goes, uh, CCA I think is the name of it, uh, where she had just got worded she's gotten uh, a breast cancer. And many women find that out. Many men find out uh, that they had they get pancreatic cancer or some kind of cancer. Uh, Alex Trebek, the very famous uh, game show guy, he's had to step away from uh, the game show he's in because of pancreatic cancer. But I'm here to tell you this morning, none of that matters down here. None of that. We don't need to focus on any of our health. Issues, any of our job issues, if we focus on Jesus and praising Him and worshiping Him, He is going to see us through. And even if we don't get seen through down here, when we hold fast to Him, we will be in glory one day. That's what we're holding out for. Down here don't matter. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Woo! Thank you, Lord Jesus. Down here doesn't matter. All of these things down here that we face and we go through, sure, we want it a little bit easier. We'd love to have it a little easier. We'd love to have it a little nicer. We'd love to feel like uh, we just got back from vacation. And for the first time uh, ever that I have in my job, I took two weeks off. I was able to get uh, two weeks off back to back. And, and man, I would love to feel like I was on vacation all the time. But we can't do that. You know, we still have to work. But we would love to feel like down here on earth we're on a a vacation standpoint. Uh, Because uh, when you're on vacation... You ain't thinking about your bills. You ain't thinking about uh, uh, other things going on because when you when you're away from home and we went off to Florida when we were down there, it was just all about rest and relaxation. And it's so nice. And you all know what I'm talking about when you get that opportunity to go. You're not thinking about. You don't think about the day. I had to wake up and 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 even look at uh, the phone to see what date it was. You know, when when you're back in the, your normal element, you know what date it is just by, okay, this is a date, I got this going on, I got that, you checking all that. When you're on vacation, you ain't worried about none of that. And I'm here to tell you, we all know that one day when we're all in glory, it's going to be that way. We ain't got to worry about all that. We ain't got to worry about the house, no, about the car, no. We ain't got to worry about making doctor's appointments. We ain't got to worry about being here at this time, being there at that time. That's It's going to be like a permanent vacation when we all get to glory. We, it's, going to be, it's going to be wonderful. It'll be the best vacation ever. It'll be best retirement ever. You think you enjoy retirement now, Brother Bobby? It's going to be amazing when you get to glory. And that's exactly where... Where we're all going praise the name of the Lord, but this morning there's a scripture to uh, come to mind in Mark uh, about when we are praying for something. When when we are praying for something earnestly this morning, and I want to take us to Mark chapter 11, beginning in verse 23. And these are the words of Jesus. These are the words of Jesus, and and he's matter of fact, this uh, to just give you uh, right beforehand because we're starting in 23. Peter is, is telling Jesus, Look, Rabbi, the fig tree which you had cursed the other day had withered away. And Jesus says, after this was mentioned to him by Peter, For assuredly I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, And does not doubt, Does not doubt in his heart, But believes that those things he says will be done, He will have whatever He says. Verse 24, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Believe. Don't doubt. Believe that you will have that you will receive them when you pray, and you're praying earnestly. There ought to be an expectation there. We've talked about this before. An expectation that what you're praying for. When we bring what, uh, those up for healings, or we bring a, uh, we pray for a prayer cloth to go t- uh, towards somebody there ought to be an expectation of healing that will take place right then and there when that prayer card is upon And if you don't have that expectation, if you got the least little bit of doubt in your mind, you better just be off in la-la land somewhere and don't even try to attempt to pray because there should be no doubt going on in the house of the Lord when we're praying and believing and expecting. We should always believe and expect that when we're making these prayers. Jesus said, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. If you have the least little bit of doubt, you may not have them. Jesus wants you to know that you believe on Him and you will receive what you ask if you believe in Him. Praise the name of the Lord. Back to... uh, Back to our scripture here, uh, verse 16. Now Peter continued knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. But motioning to them with his hand to keep silent, he declared to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison And he said, go tell these things to James and the brethren. Now, just James that he's talking about, obviously, is not the one that was um, put to death. This James is a half-brother of Jesus and to the brethren. And he departed and went to another place. Then, as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers about what had become of Peter. Now, couldn't you imagine the very next day? when all they saw was a change there and Peter was gone you know, and the gate and the gate was open you know and so the all these soldiers going well where were you you was beside him well you was beside him too where were you well his chains are right here you know he just up and vanished and so uh, it was a total astonishment and so, and like the scripture said it was no small stir so that tells me there was probably a pretty good heated conversation going on some probably some smacking upside the head and they were probably telling you go tell King Herod. I ain't telling him. No, you're going to tell him. Well, we found out when, what happened when King Herod found out in 19. But when Herod had searched for him and not found him, he examined the guards and commanded that they should be put to death. And he went down from Judah to Caesarea and stayed there. Praise the name of the Lord. Pastor, you can be coming on back up. I'm getting a song ready this morning. So that's what happened to the soldiers. soldiers It was supposed to be guarding Peter. And I, I want to tell you once again this morning that God has the way out. I don't care what your situation is. I don't care how bad you feel like it is right now on you. God has the way out, not a way out, not a multiple choice way out. You don't pick the way. God has the way out. You stay strong. You stay faithful. You stay prayed up. And you will have all the power you need through Jesus. Jesus Christ, to see you through whatever situation it is that you're going through. Praise the name of the Lord. I just give the Lord praise and glory this morning. I thank each and every one of you for being here today. And if today you feel like it, you want to have a little talk with Jesus, you want to receive something from Him, or you want prayer for anything, we're going to open up the altars at this time as pastor plays. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's all stand together right now. God don't ever give a message like this unless it's for somebody. Somebody needed to hear this today. If you'll trust God, God's already made that way out for you right now. If you want prayer, if you want to confirm that, come right now in Jesus' name. I know the Lord will make a way for me. Know the Lord will make a way for me.